Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the simplified prospectus before investing. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated. The well-respected man about town, doing the best thing so conservatively. This is Money with Joe Bowen. Now here's your host, Peter Shad. Hello from downtown Vancouver, and welcome to Money with Joe Bowen, starring Joe Bowen from Hollis Wealth. What's going on? Not much, now that you can actually drive around down here by the art gallery. Yeah, I was a little busy on, uh, what was it, Wednesday? Wednesday. Nitwit day. I'm sorry, I mean Wednesday. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know what I don't like? These guys are dangling the sick, infirmed, and people in pain in front of them as an excuse so they can get high every day. Mm. You know what? You want to fight for it, and you believe it should be decriminalized. I'm with you, actually. I don't think it should be a criminal thing, because a lot of nice little kids, like the United States, the Americans would destroy your life if they caught a couple of kids in a Volkswagen van down by a beach with their surfboard smoking a joint. They're not hurting anyone, and the police down there would absolutely obliterate their lives when they arrested them. And and not so in I'm, Colorado anymore. Not in Colorado anymore. Not in Washington, Washington State, State either. But but my point is that's what it was like for decades, especially since the war on drugs. So I I'm in support of that. But don't go out there and say you're doing it because of people and medicinal and all that crap. When you know you go to the, these things and it's almost all just party kids down there getting high. They're just getting wasted. They, they interviewed one kid on the radio, and and the and the woman interviewing him, I can't remember who it was, um, says. Uh, you know, we got, uh, you know, so-and-so here, and uh, he's an unemployed um, person who uh, is, are you high right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm high right now. Uh, why Why do you smoke marijuana? Well, you know, I got some pain, so I'm trying to get rid of my pain. So, uh, you know, I smoke dope every day. <laughs> you know, I'm an unemployed construction worker. You know, I'm just like, you know, yeah. come on. You know, yeah, you're the guy, you're the person. Look, you know why it offends me personally? My father had lung cancer, which went to his liver, and then it went to his spine, and then it went to his brain, and he was in a tremendous amount of pain. And someone like that is not an ornament for these people to dangle in front of them so they can use them. I'd be so offended if I was my father, and I am as his son, that they were using people such as him as their excuse to try to you know push yeah. this agenda. I, I'm not against the agenda. I don't think marijuana should be promoted the way it is and all these lollipops are selling on the street in front of our children. This isn't healthy. It's not good. You know what's going to happen, folks? You know what we're doing here? What we're doing here is we're encouraging all of our young North American children to get high, sit around, eat Cheetos, and be okay with that so that China can come and take over North America. We're just, we're paving the way. Here, take our houses. Come on, launder your money in Vancouver because we've become the money laundering center of the world. Launder your money in Vancouver and don't worry about the next generation. We're going to get them so high when we legalize marijuana, they're not even going to care when you take all their jobs. <laughs> I had a different uh, angle of 420 because I was driving around Vancouver in gridlock traffic trying to get out of there. And everywhere it was the pungente aroma. It's not, it's not really actually a pleasant aroma, uh, I've come to realize. No. I mean, you know, it's been a long time since yours truly imbibed. But for me, there were some similarities actually between, this is how my mind works occasionally, between 420 Day and Pride Day. When you mm-hmm. think about it, there you are as a teenager trying to hide your marijuana use from your parents for as long as you possibly can until yep. one day you bring over a giggling and giddy Rastafarian friend 
And that's when the suspicion starts. And then the next thing you know, your parents are watching the TV news, and there you are on Beach Avenue getting high with everybody else. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, anyway. there's an emancipation side to the whole thing there, I guess. But yeah. but when they moved it down to the park and everybody agreed to go to the park and this guy who he had he had a fairly legitimate argument. Look, we're getting away from the issue here. It's still an issue. We need to keep the attention on the issue. We go down the park. No one's going to see us. Yeah, but you know what? We all know it's changing now. We all know everybody's aware of this problem now. And you know, uh, he was being interviewed by Linda Steele. I love Linda Steele. She has such strong opinions and she's not afraid to voice them. You know, you wonder why I like that so much. Well, she admitted that she'd uh, tried marijuana for the first time, I think, in a VW bug. She hotboxed it. But anyway. Right, right. Anyway, <laughs> she she says to the guy, well, what's going on here? You're not paying for the policing or anything. You're blocking up the art gallery area anyway, even though we've moved it to somewhere else. And you're making a point of being down there. She says, hey, listen, what, what about when it gets legalized? What are you going to do then? Well, then it's going to be an annual celebration, he says. And she's like, yeah, that's convenient. <laughs> you know, you're just going to keep doing it every year and having this big sales exposition down there. Yeah. And this radio station actually sent a young girl down there because they said, we'll cart anyone un- uh, under t- who looks under 25. And she clearly looked way under 25. And they didn't ask her for any ID. Then they ripped her off and charged her 20 bucks for a gram. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well. Well, there's our 420 coverage for today. Generally, we speak about money uh, and, well, there would be some tax dollars and revenue, I'm sure. It's booming in Colorado and in Washington State, the legalization of cannabis. Uh, We're going to talk about money in a different way, though. And uh, you work so hard to earn it, but are you getting the most service for it? Or are you just parking it somewhere and hoping for the best? Is somebody uh, like an employee, for example the person that makes big decisions for you, or at least gives you some options as big decisions for your money. And the whole reason why this show has been running for as long as it has, the the impetus behind it, is to at least make you ask yourself the important question, am I getting as much service, and am I getting the best out of my money? Because you work so hard to earn it, you aren't expected to know What's the best fund? Where's the best place to put things? What's the best way to estate plan? What's the best insurance? Et cetera, et cetera. That's not up to you to know because you got other things to do. You have a living and a career to worry about. But this is where Joe comes in. And uh, what Joe provides is service, actual one-to-one advice, objective advice. And that word objective should be the first thing that you think about when you're trying to find somebody like yourself, Joe, in your, in your profession. Well, in in our industry, there are a lot of people um, known as, uh, maybe not by general public knowledge, but captive agents. They work for a company, and when they talk to you about your investments or your insurance, those are the only products they talk to you about. Their company's in-house products. This is the most unhealthy and horrible thing you can do to yourself. If you never had heard of any cars before, and today you decided you're going to buy a car, and you didn't know anything about any of the brands... And you went and talked to someone who said they were a car expert. And you said, what kind of car should I buy? Let's say it's 1986, as a for instance. And you say, what kind of car should I buy? And next thing you know, they're selling you a 1986 Hyundai Pony. And it turns out it's because they were captive salesperson with Hyundai. And that was the worst car ever produced in history besides one of the Yugos. And uh, so there you are. You're stuck with the worst car ever made because they were in-house. So you never, ever, ever want to 
work with someone who's pushing their own in-house product. It's a very, very bad thing for you. It should be against the rules. Uh, it should be against the law, and there should be way more disclosure when they're doing that to you. Let's uh, get into that a little bit further. Uh, also today on the show, a product specifically for people between the years of 80 and 90. You earned it at that stage, and it's all straight ahead. Money with Joe Bowen, starring Joe Bowen, 604-603-2336. That's 604-603-2336. Joe Bowen, B-O-W-E-N dot C-A. Talk to Joe Bowen about guaranteed income for life at 604-603-2336. The well-respected man about town Doing the best thing so conservatively You're listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. What a week for weather. I mean, it felt like middle of July on Wednesday and Tuesday too. It was blazing hot. Probably not a good thing that it was that warm on like the 18th of, of April. It felt weird, didn't it? It like did wrong, feel like weird. Something's wrong. No, it's not yeah, right. I it's mean, not it, right. You, in, your, your soul is definitely lightened by the sunshine. There's something about it. And the flowers are bursting. Mm-hmm. The pollen's flying. If you're an allergy sufferer, yikes, what a bad week this was. Still, yeah. there has to be some concern about, you know, how warm, like... Record-breaking temperatures of four degrees above what was the highest in history. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, it's destroying some crops. Things are flowering too early, and right. it's just—it's awful, actually, in some ways. Not that I was complaining on Wednesday. Mm-mm. What a fantastic oh day God. it was! Yeah, no, it was—it was a glimmer of summer. This is what you are going to look forward to. Yeah, you know, in a few months. Let's just hope that it's—you know—not peaking early or some kind of weird thing or that summer's going to be so hot you won't even want to go outside because I don't want my lawn to be brown in April already that's for sure uh, also seeing a lot of people walking around this is a trend that I really don't like for men right now it's this new thing where the uh, the suit trousers are first of all they're tapered and they're high they're like floods so that the guys can show off their fancy socks everybody's walking around with fancy socks even worse are the little foot socks that you wear then in your dress shoes so it looks like you're not wearing any socks Mm -hmm. like bare ankles Mm -hmm. i could do without that trend well i can do without all trends yes i mean come on seriously guys nobody invented something new here you're doing something that you otherwise would have thought was ridiculous uh, because somebody's told you now that it's okay it's acceptable i predicted years ago that one day people would be wearing clown noses. It would probably start off in Compton as a way of taunting people. Well, you got something to say about my clown nose? You don't like my clown nose? What's the matter with you? What, you call me clown? You call me clown? It's going to be something like that. And people will start wearing them thinking they're cool. Hey, if I told you 25 years ago, people would start wearing gigantic clocks around their necks yes. or sticking soothers in their mouth, you'd never, you would have laughed and said, Joe is insane. I predicted it once and I'm going to keep with my prediction. Clown noses coming soon. Hmm. Well, and I'm not going to argue the Italians, oh, the Italians can dress, can't they? I mean, beautiful mm-hmm. how uh, Italian, just in Italy, you look at, you know, photos from magazines there and it's like, okay, you, you're well put together. You know what you're doing. I don't know. I just don't like, that's just one little trend I don't like. No. We were talking about being captive um, and having captive agents dealing with your money. You're of the opposite philosophy where you are an open broker. You have the ability to shop the entire market for what's good out there. And generally you always do kind of stick with 
your familiar favorites because they outperform all the time. Well, this, you know, we're most of us nowadays, because the big institutions have swallowed up all the little ones, there aren't a lot of little ones out there. I'm associated with a very large and powerful institution. Uh, Hollis Wealth is, is um, a very large independent financial advisors organization, financial advisors, mutual fund dealer association. They're associated with all sorts of uh, uh, people in the Securities Commission, uh, securities licensed stockbrokers, you know, that we've got all these people in our company and, and insurance agents and, and so on. And uh, we're a big organization and there are a lot of others out there. Maybe you go there to get your mortgage or do your day-to-day deposits and pay your bills. Uh, those organizations as well, some of them are quite large. Uh, the difference is that we are one of the few left that is generally independent and objective in the advice we give, whereas a lot of them out there, um, they have what they have and they want to push that on you. So, which shows that it's not because they can't do anything else. They've, they've by design elected to do things that way because their first priority, their first interest is their own. Make sure our profits are as high as possible. And the best way to do that is push our own products because then we're not paying someone else for their products to bring into our clients. So they push their own products to make sure their profits are higher. Then you are second priority. They just make sure the product is, uh, you know, according to the regulations is suitable to you, but they're not trying to find you the best thing for you or the thing that will make you the most money, which is the only reason you look for advice in the first place. It astounds me how people will go and take their life savings, their life of sacrifices and not taking vacations and looking for a discount on pop at Safeway, which you can't find anymore because Sobeys took over and they're ripping us all off. But, you know, that's a lifetime of all that. And you finally socked all that money away. And you're going to hand it over to somebody who's not trying to make you as much money as possible. They're first off making sure they make as much money as possible and you'll get whatever's left over. That is so... It's it is it's unbelievable that most Canadians are in that circumstance. Mm. It's funny that Hollis, kind of almost reflective of holistic, which is your whole um, mo, which is the, mm-hmm. your entire life of. I mean, what's the point of doing really well investing wise if you're then not insured? You know, yeah. I, I mean, it, you are trying to look for all the the future possibilities and probabilities. You're trying to worry about the present. You have to worry about future generations as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should just talk a little bit about what, when, when we say holistic advice, you know, what does that actually mean? Well, you know, often you'll go somewhere and they'll just ask you three questions and say, okay, here's your portfolio and off you go. And they'll spank you on the bottom and send you out the front door. Did you enjoy our free parking? Here's a lollipop for the kids. And, and you, and you think you really, you know, oh God, it wasn't, wasn't she nice? Wasn't she, you know, she was really nice and she was so good to the kids. What a fantastic, what a great experience, honey. Let's go home. They promised they'd send us a statement. Well, you didn't get anything. Nobody did anything for you. They did for themselves. Holistic advice is uh, when I sit down with a client, I have a data form. I created it myself and it's for gathering information. So I'll gather uh, the information about you and your spouse, if you have one, your parents, their parents, if 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 you have one and they have parents, uh, whether they're alive or not and their age and where they're at in life and and your children and maybe grandchildren. Uh, And then we get down to your um, dates of birth. So I understand your age, what stage of life you're in. Are you both working? Where are you working? Are you retired yet? If you are retired, where did you work? If you're going to retire, when would you like to retire? How long have you worked where you are? What's your role? What do you get paid there? Are there bonuses? Is there potential for making more money in the future? 
What are your assets? Do you have a house? Do you have a bank account? How much is in the bank? What kind of accounts is it in? Do you have a TFSA? If so, is it at the bank? Is it making 1%? Are you proud of that? Uh, do you have investment <laughs> accounts? Do you have RSPs? Do you have RIFs? Uh, do you have a pension at work? And if you have a pension at work, do you have an option to take the cash buyout from the pension or do you have to take the pension income? What age are you uh, limited to for doing that. Uh, and then we get into uh, your house and your investment properties. If you have any, do you have any classic cars? Maybe you have an antique furniture valued at millions of dollars. You have a Monet on the wall. Who knows? Then we've only reached assets. We're on page three yeah. of eight pages here. And uh, then we get into liabilities and debts and mortgages and debts on your investment properties. And maybe if you have a mortgage on your house, is it tax deductible? Could we make it tax deductible if you're a sole proprietor? Yes, we can make it tax deductible and I can show you how. So there's your liabilities on the house and maybe you have debts on your cars. Did you get tricked into a 0% financing loan uh, and end up paying more for your car in the end and you don't realize it? And I can explain to you how that was not good for you. And in the future, you won't have to make that mistake again. Are you saving for RSPs? Are you doing it monthly? Are you doing it annually? Are you getting tricked into RSP loans by some nitwit who's just trying to line their own pockets? Maybe I can show you how to not be in those loans anymore and get you out of that loop and we can start investing into your RSPs uh, you know, on a monthly basis, if you have some money coming, if you have an inheritance, if you have a bunch of cash in the bank, if you just won the 649 or the lotto max, by the way, more of you need to call me because I know you're not getting good advice, but if you have all that money, what's the first thing you should do? The first thing you should do is pay off all of your debt. Don't give me your money, pay off your debt. And we'll talk about what you have left. If you really want to get that money back, you could always borrow it back and invest it. But I'd never, ever would recommend that you do that because that's not in your best interest. That would only be in mine. And there are a lot of people out there who'd only be too happy to tell you to borrow that money back and invest it. And, you know, and then do you have a lawyer? Do you have a will? Do you have a power of attorney? Do you have life insurance, critical illness, disability insurance? Have you taken care of any of those things? Health and dental, do you have it at work? Does your spouse also have it at work? Are you double dipping? Are you overlapping? You know, all of these things have to be considered and so much more. And that is a far cry from being asked three questions at your bank and being thrown into their portfolio. <laughs> that was incredible. It was like five pages boiled down into about two minutes. <laughs> so so that's what holistic advice is. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, Joe Bowen's telephone number, if you know you and you do deserve, but if you want a more comprehensive plan, somebody who uh, is spending more time with you, actually cares about you, doesn't uh, force you to answer the same questions over and over again, 604-603-2336 for Joe Bowen, joebowen, B-O-W-E-N dot C-A. And in just a second, we're going to talk about maybe your mom, maybe your grandparents, um, or maybe it is you. A special portfolio for 80 to 90-year-olds. Next on Money with Joe Bowen, CKNW, News Talk 980. Talk to Joe Bowen about guaranteed income for life at 604-603-2336. Listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. Saturday evening is here, the 23rd of April. So is Joe Bowen from Hollis Wealth. The show is called Money with Joe Bowen on CKNW News Talk 980. I have a, uh, a family friend who's unfortunately in the hospital right now for the first time really in her life. And it was, you know, kind of brought on a little bit by the stress of having to leave her home. And I remember when my dad had to finally move out of his place in Gibson's, he had a heart attack right away because there were a lot of decisions that had to be made about stuff, 
where it was going. There was downsizing occurring, and it just took over, and he got a heart attack. And now there she is. She's 95 years old, though. Mm. Tough gal. Really, really interesting gal. Best generation ever, by the way. Oh, my gosh. And uh, just sharp as a whip, but for the first time in her life on medication. And Uh it's just not really reacting all that well to it. So we wish her well. But it brings up this this product or this service that your industry has created for people between 80 and 90. And you think, well, geez, that's old. Not really. And not the way we're going. Like, we're going to live longer. You you see a 50-year-old now, you're going like, you're 50? I've had two friends turn 50 this past week. And I'm like, you are the youngest looking 50-year-olds I've Uh ever seen. It's incredible. And our parents didn't look that good at 50. Well, I yeah. <laughs> generally, our our generation's parents will say in general. Sure. My mom and dad were really good looking, and then they had kids and thought they'd have beautiful children. They ended up with Punch and Judy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah, That's no, a real insult you're to right, Punch though. and Judy, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to say that I think the word senior should only begin at 80. That's when we say we're now a senior. Because, I mean, honestly, you know, you and I almost qualify for seniors' discounts. At 55, a lot of places start giving seniors' no. discounts. I mean, are you serious? That's 55? You're away. like a kid still. I fondly remember there's still a guy who owes me two bucks from when I was 25. Don't start telling me I get seniors' <laughs> discounts. Like, this is stupid, right? And, uh, and, and 65, too. I mean, everybody's so young now, right? Everybody's so young and healthy and happy. And even if they're not totally healthy, they still, inside your head, you're 30 years younger you know, then the last generation was at the same age. I mean, I remember in the 70s, someone who was 65, a woman who was 65, when you'd see them at the mall, like at Park Royal, um, generally had a walker, they're hunched over, they had a bee bonnet for hair. And, uh, you know, that was a different era. And, and, and now, even 80, you know, there's clients I have who are 80 who go for a walk every night, some jog, some lift weights, and uh, are in great shape, and they're they're you're only as young like they say you're as young as you feel, you know, and uh, so to me, nah, eighty's not really that old. So tell us about this product for these young eighty year olds. Well, it only you only qualify if you're eighty to ninety. Um, so, and I and I just did this and again uh, for another client this week. Um, you so if you're eighty to ninety years old and you say to yourself, look, I got. I got one and a half million dollars sitting here, sold the house, uh, my spouse passed away or whatever your situation is. And here I am, I'm living in a smaller place now. I have all this cash. There's no way I'm going to spend it. But you never know what the future holds. I might need some extra money. So I need to keep it in my possession. I can't, I know I'm going to give it to my kids eventually, but I want to give it to them now because hey. Live another 10 years. Hey, I could live 30 years, you know, uh, and it's my money anyway. So that's fair enough, right? So uh, you want to be able to invest that money because if you stick it into a bank right now, pretty soon you're going to be paying the bank to hold your money. They're not going to pay you to have your money. And uh, it's starting to look more and more like that day is coming. I I don't know for sure that it is, but my point is you're making so little on it now, you might as well be paying them to keep your money. And then GICs are almost insulting. Uh, If you were offered these GIC rates 15 years ago, if all of a sudden they said, from now on, we're all only given this rate, you'd never believe for a minute that it was true. And here we are. Um, but the reason people, 80 to 90, put large sums in the bank 
or into GICs, which basically it's like your bank is your favorite child. Here you go, honey. You benefit from the family fortune. You take it and go make a whole bunch of money with it. Well, you might as well just let one of your kids hold on to it. At least they can pay off their mortgage and give it back to you later if you need it. I mean, putting it in your bank is just... Anyway, the reason we do these things is because we're worried about losing the money. I may need some of it, but I certainly want to make sure it's all there for my kids one day. And with this particular type of investment that I do for clients, and I just did, like I said, I did a, a quite a substantially um, large one this week. Um, you buy an investment portfolio, and that investment portfolio is in the market, you know, and, and I do pretty conservative ones, though, you know, moderate sort of um, conservative uh, growth portfolio. And that portfolio, maybe it'll make 4 or 5% over the years, maybe. You know, we'll see. It's not trying to make a ton, but it's four times or five times or 10 times what you're going to get in your bank. So um, it'll make that, uh, uh, hopefully. And, 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 but even if the market crashes, and that was your fear, that's why you wanted to be in GICs. Even if the market crashes, if your, um, say, million dollars drops to 900000 because the market crashed and you say, ah, gee whiz, and, and, you know, say it's right as you're, you know, you pass away with your account down in value, your family is still guaranteed 100% of what you put in. So if you put in a million, it's worth nine hundred. you pass away, your family still gets a million no matter what. Um, the better of is the rule in the account. So either your account value or your principal, whatever's higher, that's what your family sure. gets. Wow. And unlike your bank account or a GIC, you are allowed to name beneficiaries on this product. And what that means is that your money does not go through probate. It does not pay probate fees. It does not get held up for a year or six months or whatever the holdup would be. It gets paid straight out to your beneficiaries. Within a week or two, they'll have all of the money, your children or your your charity or the SPCA or whatever you do with the money. Um, it, it goes right away to them. So, uh, you know, avoiding probate fees. And there's something else here. There is another benefit to bypassing probate that maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. It's a very important benefit, and, and I'll get to that in a minute. Let's do it. Let's do it because this is important, and it's not just uh, the cost factor. It's the time factor and the frustration factor of probate. We'll carry on with this discussion on Money with Joe Bowen, the April 23rd edition here on CKNW News Talk 980. To speak with Joe Bowen in person, call 604-603-2336 or visit joebowen.ca. Money with Joe Bowen, sponsored in part by Manulife Investments. The well-respected man about town, doing the best thing so conservatively. You're listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. You were just talking about probate and uh, the process that it can be. And, you know, we've both gone through this situation with our dads not that long ago. And you hear about it from other family members. And I know on this program you talk an awful lot about how the probate process is a public process so that prying eyes can snoop around and see what was going on in your family, which then opens the door to long-lost relatives all of a sudden saying, hey, you know, I knew this person and he owed me some money from the past and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, uh, and and you know that's that's a concern everyone should have, but few people are aware that it is a concern or should be. You if you go through probate, if your money and your estate goes through probate, it becomes a public affair, which means your neighbor nosy Nancy 
can go down to probate court and look through the documents and see what money you had and that went through your probate. Everything that went through probate. Nosy Nancy can read it all and then go around and tell all the neighbors the next day over tea. Oh, act all concerned. Oh, did you hear that Dottie died? Oh, yes. Yeah, so sad. So sad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did you know <laughs> that Dottie... And then start telling everybody about your private uh, estate and affairs and money, etc. This is not okay. So that's another benefit. Um, for some people, that is the number one benefit. I mean, some people have substantial estates. They're a, they're a known family in the city, and they don't want anybody knowing. And they go through this process just to avoid that. Uh, but again, like I said, um, 80 to 90 years old, you can invest your money um, on death, 100% principal protected on your investment. Uh, sorry to chuck that word out there, but that's just the fact is what it is, um, and uh, and it bypasses probate, it bypasses probate fees, it bypasses going through the estate, it becomes a totally private affair that is only shared with the beneficiaries, and they can be whoever you want. And you can tell the insurance company if you want, look, I don't want this particular beneficiary to get their money all at once, because I know he'll blow it. In my family, we have a family member we've done this for. I'm the one who's setting it up. Because I know he'll blow it, so I want you to pay him an income for 20 years out of his money. Protect him from himself. Right. And the company that does the investment program will follow those directions right out of the pro- the contract that you set up, and they will set up that 20-year income as well afterwards. That's so very custom- customizable. Customizable, yeah. And you don't always want to do that. You might just say, hey, here's my three kids, give it to them, one third each. It can be as simple as that or as complicated as saying, I want this one to get this, this one to get this, and that one over there to get his, but I want it to go to him over 20 years. Here's a question about that. Why do you need a will then? Uh, well, you need a will for other assets in your state. And sometimes you might want to name, like you have bank accounts and things like that, right? Unless you have them joint with your children. Um, you need a will to say that you want your house to be divided so many ways and all of your other uh, estate assets. And if you have private items, like I, I look, I'm, I'm only just shy of 50, but I have all this organized. So everyone should have all this organized, really. I mean, when I was in my 30s, I had this organized. When I was in my 20s, I should have, but I just wasn't getting around to it. But uh, I had all this organized. So, you you know, my friend, Steve Ingram, Deep Cove, great guy, wonderful guy, wonderful community member and good neighbor. Steve, um, his mother bought a bunch of post-it notes and gave one color to Steve and one to his sister. And I, I don't remember if there were other siblings and say, go around and stick post-it notes on the things you want in my house. So one day we'll know who wanted them. And his sister got busy right away doing what mom had asked her to do. And Steve just stood there looking at his mom and his mom said, Steve, don't you want anything in the house? He goes, just your love, mom. It's all I want is your love. She goes, oh, come on, Steve, there must be something you want. <laughs> Steve goes, all right, fine. And he took a post-it note, walked over and slapped it on the front door of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just got the door, which was a shame. Yeah, he just got a door. <laughs> uh, well, okay, and I was I was only asking that because, uh, you know, you, you do encourage people to have a will. And there is much more to a will than just, you know, certain assets. Mm-hmm. But when we talk about customizing to the point where you can actually create a different plan for different children, uh, that's very attractive to people. And then the whole probate thing. So this is a so if you have an eighty or ninety year old in your in your life, whether it's a mom, a grandparent, maybe it's even you, uh, talk to Joe. 
we just talking about how you know there are 80 and 90 year olds looking great jogging mm-hmm. they, we lost another incredible musician this week in prince at 57 years of age yeah. Yeah. i loved prince so young. by the way yeah you know, and then you had, uh, well, you've had David Bowie this year, Glenn mm-hmm. Fry of the Eagles, mm-hmm. Emerson, uh, Keith Emerson of Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, and there's been a ton of Unbelievable, people. Unbelievable, yeah. And then, of course, you have the guy that keeps on going and going, and uh, Macca, Paul McCartney was here for two shows. Yeah. I didn't get to go to any of them, but I would have loved to. Well, I bet these other guys, though, they're all up there right now throwing their harps off to the side saying, I play aerial instrument, and they're looking <laughs> down here saying, how come Keith Richards gets to keep going? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think he's pickled. He's you know. Oh, uh, he's amazing. Uh. Well, I can't believe it's still fifty-seven years of age. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, Purple Rain was—I remember—such an '80s movie, and the album was like such a, a huge thing when it came out at the time. And it's a guy from like Minnesota. It was such a unassuming, like not what you'd think is the the place that would give rise to a really unique musician. Well, you know what? And even if you weren't at that time admitting that you liked him, like say you were a headbanger in the 80s and oh, Prince, Prince is a bunch of gay music, I wouldn't listen to that. You, you can't look back now and deny the fact that that guy was extremely talented. And some of those songs really were great. They really were. Even if you didn't like them then because you were a kid and you had your sneer on your face and you wanted something grungy and loud and angry, you like that now. I admit it, there's some songs you like now. His name is Joe Bowen. The telephone number is 604-603-2336. It's time to start thinking seriously about your money, where it is, what's it's doing, and where is it going to go after you're gone. I know it's not something you want to think about, but we need to. We need to prepare, and that's what Joe will help you do. Prepare, plan, and continuously plan. 604-603-2336. Joe Bowen, B-O-W-E-N dot C-A. Joe Bowen with Hollis Wealth at 604-603-2336 or joebowen.ca. The well-respected man about town doing the best thing so conservatively. You're listening to Money with Joe Bowen. Once again, here is Peter Shad. One final chance to visit here on the 23rd of April edition of Money with Joe Bowen. I can't wait tomorrow morning. I'm going to uh, to Wasson Beach and going crabbing. Centennial Beach nice. there. Yeah, I'm going to go scoop up some Dungeness, cook them up in the afternoon. We've got our Point Roberts trip all booked and ready for the mm-hmm. cabin in July. Mm-hmm. It's just getting that. Well, nice. it felt like summer this this uh, past week. Meanwhile, you uh, are going to need a new pair of shoes from Kicking the Meter out front of uh, Howe Street there. You're really... Uh, <laughs> quite given her it's like a bit of a madman well let me tell you something you know what really bothers me in this city you say only have a couple of tunies in your pocket and you want to go park at a meter you pull up to it with your car you drop your money in and it doesn't give you any time because some street person has shoved gum in there so he can stop your coins and fish them out later or because the meter's full because someone was too lazy to empty it i don't know whatever there's reasons for it and the worst part of it is this that the city is A, taking your money from you, but B, if you park there and put a note on your car explaining, they don't care. They'll give you a ticket anyway. Because this isn't about uh, trying to create a flow of cars so that there'll be parking for shoppers. No, this is all about a tax grab, just like everything else. That's why they won't share with us how much money they make off those darn meters. It's disgusting. They double bill. People pay with their credit card, and then you go pay with coins. In, in, in Ontario, they arrested an old lady for putting quarters into people's expired meters so they wouldn't get tickets. They arrested her. 
They arrested her because they're like, no, now we can't make $80 off that car instead of the 25 cents you put in there. Oh, I thought this was about paying the meter. I didn't think this was about you getting money off your tickets. Anyway, so I parked out there. I parked it in front of a meter, right in front of your car, Peter. And uh, and uh, that was, when was that? That was the other day when we were down here. And, 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 I, and I put some money in the meter. Nothing happened. So I got really mad at the meter and I tried shaking the meter and bumping the meter, trying, you know, that's a gently bumping the meter to try to get my right. coin to drop in and give me credit, no credit. And I could see my coin inside there. So I rolled my car forward. I was down to only a couple of coins, not even enough to pay for parking while you and I were together that day. I rolled my car forward and I parked at the next meter. I got out of my car and I put money in the meter. Guess what? Same thing. Now I'm out of money. I have no more change. I can't just move because the meter mate will give you the ticket. Then they'll say to you, yeah, well, you should have just moved to a different meter. Yeah. You took all my money. You took all my money. So uh, it's an injustice. It's an injustice. And I'm standing up against it. I'm like Claire Pritchett. I'm going after city council and I'm going to make this change. Meanwhile, on Nelson Street in the 1000 block, a building sold this week, uh, assessed at $16 million, sold for $68 million. Yeah, and all the, the first... hallmarks of money, yeah, money yeah. laundering. Yes. It sold and for 60 actually, first. Was it 60? Oh. Then within a week or two, they resold it again for 68. So people are taking a bat. These are, these are the exact, if you look up money laundering and money laundering processes, go look it up. Look it up right now. Call it up on your internet. Pull over your car. Look it up on your phone. Go home and look it up. If you read the processes and the things sacrificing large amounts of money to end up with small amounts of money, that's why casinos are used for money laundering all the time. Guys are willing to take a much larger bath than that. Buying a $16 million or $17 million property for 60 and turning it over a week later for 68 to the next person who's trying to launder money or just your other shell corporation or your other family member. Disgusting that we are all sitting here. Come on, people, speak up. Stop thinking about how much you're making off your house. If you want to think about that, take advantage of these, these parasites, sell your house to them and, and walk away from it and then fight for the law. Like something here, we got to, we got to put a stop to this. We, we, this is disgraceful for our city to be behaving like this. Uh, you know, it breaks my heart because I just chatted with a friend of mine who still lives in my old neighborhood in Dunbar and he said, it's ruined, it's gone. And it's oh, like, I know. You, 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 you can, it happens weekly. For sale sign goes up, 72 hours later, the house is gone, another three days go by, the spikes are in the ground, the fence is up, the house is torn down, and what happens, this is my big question about all this as we wrap up the show here in just a moment, what happens five years down the road, ten years down, these are all empty houses, they're not being rented to anybody, they're just empty, giant, Mm -hmm. urinal-looking houses. Mm What's going to happen? I don't, I don't understand. Know. What is the future? I, I don't know. I don't know. You know what? If you are, if you've been in your house for fifty or sixty years, and it's a cute little house that was built in the twenties or the thirties, my wife and I love those houses, and we mm. would never tear it down. We wouldn't even renovate it except to keep things up to date. If you want to give it away to a really nice couple of people, <laughs> and you have no kids anyway, my name is Joe Bowen, <laughs> and you can give me a call, and I'll happily take on that house, and I will never sell it to one of these people. I'll never let it get torn down. I will appreciate it, build beautiful gardens, and grow roses up the side of the house on some lattice, and it will live the life it should be living. You know, some Arthur Erickson's have been getting torn down by the same people, and that sickens me even more. How come there are heritage houses just because they're old? Just because a house is old doesn't make it heritage all the time. 
But Arthur Erickson houses aren't protected. They should mm. all have been protected. I remember the Graham house getting torn down. I know the Epics, the Epic house. I know that family. I was just talking to Mr. Epic the other day about how he, the process he went through with Mr. Erickson to have his house built. Beautiful house, but the person who bought that house wants to keep the Erickson. But those should never be allowed to be torn down. You might as well just tear down the courts and, and, and the, the buildings in, in Robson Square. On that note, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, I'll rent some more. Let Joe Bowen help you prepare for your post-working years at 604-603-2336. This radio show was prepared by Joe Bowen, who is a registered mutual fund representative with Hollis Wealth Advisory Services, Inc., a subsidiary of the Bank of Nova Scotia. This radio show is not an official program of Hollis Wealth. The views, including any recommendations expressed during this show, are those of Joe Bowen alone and are not endorsed or approved by Hollis Wealth or the Bank of Nova Scotia. Hollis Wealth is a trade name of Hollis Wealth Advisory Services, Inc. and Hollis Wealth Insurance Agency Limited. Mutual fund products are provided by Hollis Wealth Advisory Services, Inc. Insurance products by Hollis Wealth are provided through Hollis Wealth Insurance Agency Limited. Trademark of the Bank of Nova Scotia, used under license.